0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Brandon's Face. It's the podcast about a playlist. I'm Jonathan Beardsley. And I am Brandon May. As you can tell from the sound of my voice, I am sick right now, but I'm going to power through it to talk about music because that is what Brandon and I love to do so much. And we actually have a few pretty major news things to go over. We won't go over all of them in depth right now, but we will at least touch on them, starting with the Grammy nominations being released. We, as I said, we don't need to go through this category by category, but was there anything you saw that you surprised, that you were surprised by or liked right off the bat?
1: Um, yeah, I'm actually pretty surprised that Foo Fighters got nominated. Um, I, are am, you, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was I'm not surprised. surprised them and Queens
0: felt like, all right, that's, that's a low hanging fruit for a best rock nom.
1: Ah, okay. I can see that. Um, a lot of boy genius. Um, um, yep. you know, there, there's a lot of those. um well what surprised you my man uh SZA
0: I think led the amount of nominations with nine if she gets best album I think that will be insane I think it is a great album it's going to be interesting to see if it it gets Mm -hmm. the award though I hope it does um I think Paramore has a legitimate shot to win best rock album which is crazy this this might be their first nomination I'm not sure um, they posted a picture on Instagram after the nominations came out of them like during the uh, All We Know is Falling album time. And it's like all of them is just kids and it's like Grammy nominated. It's it's kind of crazy to see how far these people come, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And yeah, uh, Fred again. Fred again was nominated for Best New For Artist. Actual Life
0: 3, which I I've gone back to a few times and I get it. I get it. I think that album is very unique whether or not it's my thing or everybody's thing is is kind of irrelevant because the grammys does not give a shit about that they 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 fucking give john batiste everything and i don't think he's anybody's <laughs> thing so I mean, uh, we'll see.
1: yeah and uh yeah i mean there, there there's there, there's a couple of moments on 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 the uh the grammy noms that are interesting uh pop dance with uh calvin harris i think that 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 was that one was a given but i really didn't think that that baby rex of david ghetto was gonna was gonna get a nod god that's a terrible fucking song it i know right get a nod.
0: <laughs> did uh, miracle get nominated is that the song yeah it's an it's mirror all right yeah that that should be a shoe in yeah it's yeah it's a fucking hit it'll win uh all right we'll dive into all of those in depth next week and give some of our predictions Next up, we got the DJ Mag Top 100 list being released this week.
1: Who ended up at number one? uh was it armin no
0: no no getta
1: getta it, it was getta it was getta
0: gr- i mean you solve racism that's going to be every year until <laughs> if you die i guess uh I've, listen i think we've said it at some point on the show by now but if people have not heard i think both of our opinion on the dj mag top 100 list is that it is a piece of shit that means nothing <laughs> right
1: um, um, the, the I mean, the the main thing for me is that, you know, Tale of Us and really all of those afterlife recordings artists, just Tale of Us and Anima just dominated this year. Um, and to have not even the DJ mag top 100 DJs even touch on the fact that they've been doing so hot is cra- cra- crazy to me. Also, who is paying to see Dimitri Vegas and Like Mike? Are people still paying to see them? <laughs> They our, came in our... at number two. They came in at number two.
0: Are you sure you looked at the right year? <laughs> like,
1: I'm sure yeah, I no, just that... looked
0: at it again. Was was Chucky at number three? Like, what are we doing here, man? Right. That's uh that's ridiculous. Um yeah, man, I uh I don't agree with it. I agree with you that Tale of Us Anima, that whole afterlife record should have been probably dominating the top 10 along with this never happened but i get that that's just personal preference i think that that list has devolved into just a popularity contest it probably always has been i knew that back when hardwell started winning i've never (laughs) considered him the best dj or producer in the world i don't know what the fuck their criteria is either so i don't know it's a deeply flawed system it is the rotten tomatoes of electronic music (laughs) it it should not be trusted but good for whoever gets the like badge i guess you know right um and the last bit of news this week the when we were young fest was announced in probably the sickest way i've ever fucking seen with a poster full of a bunch of cds that you and i both probably own scattered across like that pinkish carpet that they use for a lot of their backdrop and marketing. Yep. And it wasn't just a clever way of announcing the bands. It was a way of telling you what album front to back these bands are going to perform, which seems to be a new wrinkle in the festival and one that I'm really on board with. What about you?
1: Uh, it's kind of a shame that fallout boy just refuses to do full albums, but um, I honestly think that that's so fucking cool, man. Um, chiodos doing all's well that ends well i don't think it's going to be with the original lineup but it'll probably just be drugs doing Kyoto songs but um yeah man i think the concept of having albums played front to back is crazy and coheed has confirmed that they are indeed getting a 77 minute time slot for for their album good god dude yeah I, I mean that's the thing is you go into this thinking it's going to be
0: warp tour. or all these bands are going to have 30 minutes Seems that they are going a little less bands, a little more length with the sets, which I think is going to just be good all around, both in terms of the turnaround times and the quality of the audio that you're getting from these bands. Right. What what album performance, beginning to end, are you like hypothetically most excited to see, assuming that they stream it?
1: Oh, Chiodos, I was well at
0: Chiodos, yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy. I mean not to be that guy but i did see that album <laughs> perform back when it came out and it is uh it's a heater man oh um, for sure i, I believe Underoath is doing their only chasing safety which yep. is obviously their best album and the one they're gonna do but i've seen under oath four or five times and i've never seen them play reinventing your exit for some reason i don't think they like to play that song live probably because of the amount of clean vocals Aaron has to do while drumming through that shit. Right. Uh, I think, yeah, that's going to be a a fucking sick moment. I know they played that one live in full on a few tours recently because they were doing full album tours when they reunited. So I don't know, man, I think it's going to kick ass. I think they're, they should stream it (laughs) selfishly. I think that they should stream it. Um, Yeah, man, I don't know. It's a, it's a much much needed improvement over this year's more punk heavy lineup but maybe every year is going to be something different i kind of like that too
1: yeah yeah I, I i agree to that um and people who have more time than i have um they actually did a little sleuthing and if you zoom in on that photograph of all the CDs underneath dashboard CD there is a uh, there's a little there's a little easter egg um it is, what is it? tell all your friends by taking back sunday but they're not announced on the lineup but it, there's mm. just a little corner popping out, and people who know know, you know. Oh god, yeah,
0: yeah. That that green is infamous, man. You just know. So I thought that that, that would be, be interesting. fucking sick. Uh, there's often times when uh, things you know get announced online, and fans start booking their their fantasy festival moments. I remember when Warp Tour was ending, everybody was like, my chem has to be the last band to play the last one, and they have to play like Helena Last. Yeah. And it's all this like shit like that. I think taking back Sunday coming on last after everybody's played as like an unknown time slot to do tell all your friends is within the realm of possibility.
1: We'll see what happens, man. And to
0: to circle back to Fallout Boy, uh I do get why they're breaking it because if if they're going to do one album it it would probably be from under the cork tree but then you're not going to hear grand theft auto you're not going to hear dead on arrival you're not going to hear saturday fucking saturday yeah but i feel like the negative side is like hey, you guys can't play anything after Infinity on High either. (laughs) Like, we'll let you play An Evening Out with Your Girlfriend through Infinity on High. But I don't (laughs) think Floyla Deluxe or whatever, anything after that should even be attempted to play. That is not what people are there for.
1: Absolutely not. It's called When We Were Young, and, you know, it is what it is.
0: I am hoping that we get, like, I don't know. There's a lot of um, kind of secret vocal collaborations on the back half of From Under the Cork Tree with like Yuri uh the lead singer of the Academy is. I would love to see some of them come out and do their parts.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be pretty fun, man. It would be. Did, did uh, Brendan panic. Aaron
0: retire? You know, so yes. yes or is he pulling logic? Is, I mean, I think... Panic at the Disco is done. I don't think he's retired as a person. (laughs) So he's very young to be doing that. Probably has the money to do it, though. But you actually, I didn't even think about that. So you and I, we can just say right now, are not going to this festival. Like, it's not that we don't want to. It's that the logistics are a lot. And I was talking with my wife and I was like, what band is it? Like, who needs to be on it to where you're just like, I don't care what I have to go through. I'm going to do this. I said, from first to last, doing Dear Diary, right. front to back, would, would probably be the the closest I'd get. I still don't know if I would do it, but I, I think I would at least have to contemplate it seriously. I don't know, man. If Panic said they're doing a fever to sweat out and Ryan Ross is going to be there, that's... That's... That's, that's, that's close. It's close. That's, that's, <laughs> that's tempting, and that is me not wanting to do anything with panic at the disco anymore. So I don't know, uh, remains to be seen. I, I love that there's a potential surprise though. That that should be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I think so too, man. I really hope that they find a way to stream it because I I would really love to sit on my couch and watch that and not spend twenty five hundred dollars to go to Las Vegas.
0: Bet your ass. And and I think they know <laughs> everybody that can't be there is going to be just on their fucking couch that weekend because we're all that used right. to go to work too, and would love to just enjoy this from the the comfort of our own home. Right. Exactly. Uh, that does it for our music news items this week. In terms of like non-major Bulletin items, we got Gallant releasing a new album tonight, which I am very fucking excited about with Terrace Martin. Their project is called Sneak. We will definitely be covering that next week.
1: Something we will not be covering that just dropped, though, is uh, Bedrock Records just released a compilation, a two-CD compilation mixed by Mr. John Digweed himself. Um that will uh that, that's that's going to be released uh, i think it was ju- it was just released on bandcamp i don't even know if it's going to be on spotify so we probably won't cover it and but i'm i'm excited for that one i but I, people I, should check it out oh yeah they should
0: <laughs> definitely should yeah man there's going to be a lot of good music dropping tonight do you want to cover this new Drake Scary Hours three that was announced today?
1: Wait, I'm sorry. Is that that that's real. I I've had a very busy day, so I was not I, aware
0: of that. I think the first two Scary Hours are an EP. They're both EPs. The first one's like two songs, and the next one was like three or four songs. So it's yeah, going to be a it. minor release, but yeah. Uh, it it it's going backseat to Andre 3000's flute album, though. Best believe that. Straight
1: up. <laughs> hey, yo, Andre, play some jazz flute for us. The
0: memes have been incredible. Lupe said he doesn't give a fuck. He's going to rap all over these.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Lupe Lupe would.
0: Yes. And I hope he does. All right. Let's move into it. So we got the first song on the playlist this week is the new one from Dua Lipa. Houdini. What do you think of it?
1: You know, man, Dua Lipa has a knack for making extremely catchy songs. And uh, I this is obviously no exception. I love the production on this. It's got like that dirty Dutch house bass line mixed with like 80s synths. This is it's a banger. There's no denying.
0: It's sure. It's fine. I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't I don't think it's like one of the better pops. I think it's a really good pop song that is well produced. I think she does her part on it. But I think on the spectrum of great pop this year, it's still near the bottom for me. That's fair. Got a new one from Mac Weather, an artist I have not heard about, but we're covering the song because it has a Meme and biba Doobie on it. It's called Fear of Flying, and those are two artists that we love, and surprisingly, I'm just not a fan of the way this one came together. What about you?
1: Really? I think this is a bop. I you would um no it's i don't know it,
0: i gave it a few chances it, it's just mean? i'm just joking dude it's just it's too disjointed for me it feels that's like fair. i don't know it, it's very uh chat gpt put this group okay. of, it hey, feels like too. you know what it is it's the benny pusha T phoenix
1: song <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: it's just three artists that i'm like what the, the future
1: um, is now old man Hey, uh, yeah. There is nothing though. There, there's nothing quite like the feeling of seeing a seeing a song where two of like two two fantastic artists that do not mesh well are on the same track. I think the feeling of just like seeing that. Like I saw Aminé and Biba Dube on this on this track, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be weird, and it was. But I think it's a pop. I mean, I think Aminé kills his verse
0: as right. always, but no, I, I I did not love the other two sections. Super fair. This one I did love. It is Neo and Fabulous. This is the Link Up remix. Never heard the original. Do not need to. This is yeah. mid-aughts gold. This is the new best song of 2008. It is playing <laughs> in my apartment back in Yuba City on repeat right now somehow. I, I fucking love this, dude. The old head in me ate every second of this up. What about you?
1: Yeah, man. This uh, Neo and Fabulous on the same track sent me right back to, I said 06, but you're, you're 08 is probably more, uh, more, more uh, accurate <laughs> here. This is great, dude. This is fantastic. This is really, really good. Apollos can still rap his ass
0: off when he wants to, dude. So absolutely, good. he can, dude. Definitely. All right. What are your thoughts on the new two chains and Lil Wayne? The song's called "Long Story Short." The album's dropping tonight.
1: I really liked it, man. Uh, I think Lil Wayne is posturing to come back pretty pretty hard with the with the carter six man hopefully all the hype and features he's been doing are indications that he'll kill it because i really did like this feature uh the benny feature last week was good too two chains is someone i've never really followed very closely but I, i i like a lot of the tracks he's on so um interesting
0: yeah i thought this one worked as well and in the run of great shit wayne has kind of been doing lately you're leaving out His appearance at the fucking Fuji's performance where he came out and just freestyled the sickest fucking verse I've heard him do in a while, dude. Guy still has it. Whether or not he taps into it, it remains to be seen on every project, but we'll always give him the benefit of
1: the doubt. You give Lil Wayne a blunt and a mic and there's one of two things will happen. He'll, He'll absolutely kill it or he will not and he also won't care. Yeah,
0: like there's always some combination of blunt and lean, but it has to be like the right <laughs> ratio at the time he's recording over the right beat to get that lane. And it's all worth it, man. We Let let him just do his thing. He'll give us what we need when it's time. Right, exactly. All right, we got a new one from Armani White called Breathe. I, I love
1: this one. What about you? Uh, yeah, man, this beat is straight fire.
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel like his style can probably be a little word salad to people because he's just so good at rhyming the same sound like one word after one word. It sounds so fast the way it's hitting. Yep. But I I don't know, man. I, I think I, I would prefer this style over a lot of the other modern styles that are hitting right now. That's fair. All right. New one from Tierra Whack. Chanel Pitt. I, I love her. I think the song is good. I hate hate the hook though what about you john this is terrible
1: it's hilarious but it's terrible
0: which is that is tear whack i think that's exactly <laughs> what she would want you to say i don't know man it's it's weird because she's so talented hulu is doing a fucking documentary about her right she, now are they bringing really? up later this week i think it's going to be a series but she's the first artist yeah and it like has footage of her like back in 2011 like on the streets of philly just like freestyling with people and shit tight she could rap this is like her trying to be her weird creative self it's just this one didn't land for me and it doesn't sound like it did for you either
1: no it's hilarious though
0: yes and good for her it should be <laughs> uh this one between peggy gal and lenny kravitz it's up next <laughs> what a combination i believe in love again this is a match made in heaven they sound phenomenal together
1: yeah, they they really do sound very good together. Peggy Gao uh, is actually, I think, nominated for Gra- Grammy. Maybe it not. goes light. Uh, I think so. Um, yeah, I, I expected something a little different, but uh, and it didn't really live up to what I expected when I saw both of their names. But it's it's a good track. Oh, it sound. I knew it was going to have
0: a little of a different sound with Lenny on it. It was kind of what I expected. Good different. for her on the Grammy nomination. Yep. Um, she definitely deserves it. But see, like it goes like is a very good song, but like why are songs like Amplify by Rodriguez Jr. not getting a nomination, you know, like straight up. There's some weird omissions there as far as I'm concerned. They need more people, at least on their consulting board to show them what else is out there. It seems like what they're being given as submissions is extremely limited.
1: Yeah, nobody nobody at the Grammys, at the, at the Grammy Academy has any idea who Rodriguez Jr. is, bro. They're like, just got that new Feather and Bones
0: limited vinyl. Right,
1: bro. exactly.
0: <laughs> um. All right, we got a new one from Anima, RG, and Magnus called Higher Power. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Anima's just been putting straight bangers out, man. I think this track is fantastic. I think that when he works with vocalists, I think it, it works, and it definitely worked on this one for me.
0: Yeah, uh, he, he's just on a roll, man. I don't know yep. what this is going to be part of since his album is already out, but I love that they're just not stopping. It seems like he has a ton more music ready to come out already. Good. Yep. <laughs> we are ready for it.
1: <laughs> All right. We got a new one from
0: Teenage Mutants called Doppelganger. Are you a fan?
1: Yeah. Uh, this is some droney progressive tech house, man. It's It's really neat stuff, if you ask me. I really like the drums on this one it's it's interesting yeah very spacey very cool i enjoyed it as well
0: right we got two new ones from Tycho, Small Sanctuary and Time to Run. It's it's Tycho, man. It's some good, funky, <laughs> chill wave. You a fan?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, even after he did that album with vocals, it's still kind of weird to hear vocals on his tracks. Uh, yeah. Small Sanctuary is pretty minimalistic. It's really chill. Time to Run is way more of that classic Tycho sound that I like. Um, I did like both of them, though. Yeah, i I think he's kind of getting back to
0: his root sound even though the vocals like will throw you off it's still I don't know the music with the vocal stuff felt different this feels like Tycho to me yep um maybe I'm being pedantic I don't know we got a new one from Ty Seagal called
1: My Room I thought this one was okay what about you uh Man, this guy is all over the place. One of the more traditional style songs he's released for this album rollout. Um, I met uh, I met my first human being who also knew who Ty Seagal was the other day. Um, <laughs> he, what a he, moment! I know, right? Somebody was uh, controlling the ox at work, and I heard I heard something from uh, the face melting album, and I was like, "Wait, is somebody?" Play? I checked my phone. I'm like, "Am I connected to the to the Bluetooth?" <laughs> yeah man i
0: i'm sure you assumed when you heard the song you're like ah it's probably not riffy enough for john <laughs> a little too indie
1: i thought it was good though yeah well the, this weird album is shaping up really weirdly and i cannot uh i cannot tell you how how very much ty Seagall that is yeah that that album is called three
0: bells it comes out january 26th we will definitely be checking that one out yep All right. We got a new one from the palms called ready or not. I'm not digging this one, man. It's giving me like diet MGMT vibes. Am I wrong?
1: I, I think you might be, man. I really dig the psychedelia that they're tapping into on this one, dude. The it's only like two minutes and 52 seconds, but those last 52 seconds kind of like, I, I, I I can, I can see diet MGMT, but I can also see influence taken from MGMT and utilized in a different way. Yeah, I, I will seed that.
0: <laughs> All right, we got a new one from Levitation Room called Heaven. I, I like it, but this... I don't know how to describe it. This sounds like it's already a song. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what i like it's so familiar but it's not i don't know it it's good I, I liked it but there was there was a weird feeling I got when listening to it what about you
1: interesting um this is just uh the this band's from la uh kind of kind of indie rock uh they don't put out music that's quite as sleepy as this so i i, I blindly added it but this is a little sleepy but I think it's well written man you, you think it's plagiarism? no i don't think it's it's uh it's not the writing it's just like the i don't
0: know something about the melody or the rip i don't know that's, no that's cool i don't think it's plagiarism at all i I cannot place what it sounds like i know it wasn't reminding me of like a really popular song or anything i feel like some bands just have this ability to write a song and it sounds like it's always been a part of their sets or like of their discography
1: no no i i totally know that feeling there's got to be a word for it but i can't i don't know it
0: words are hard man <laughs> all right we got a new one from shower beer and so so called one more shot this one fucking rocks shout out shower beers i'm a big fan of this
1: one what about you you know shower beers is really sticking to their mission statement make pop punk that pumps you up during a pregame this fits that to a t man love to see i always love to see shower beers on the playlist man it's always i know i'm always in for a good time and no exception here
0: yeah hopefully this is leading to a new ep or something. Yep. Got a new one from Stand Atlantic called Sex on the Beach. You've always been a bigger fan of them than me. Did you enjoy this? Nope. Okay, because I was like, I, I cannot get into this one, man. I don't, I don't know if this is just another example or a bad example, but I did not like it.
1: No, this is this is different than what they've done uh, throughout, and I don't think I'm going to be listening to the rest of the singles. This is way too pop, way too fast. It does this kind of like disjointed, quiet then loud thing, but it's not like done well. Uh, like when that's done in more traditional styles of music it it can be done extremely well and work for the track and like deftones does that extremely well but this is not that so yeah i think they did it
0: more well on the album that they put out last year or whatever but it's just not working on this one
1: yep i agree
0: all right, next up we got some Canadian sad boy punk. We got fucked up's <laughs> new song, Show Friends. I, I I'm kind of loving it. What about you?
1: Punk rock with a little bit of variety thrown in. Man, I love the structure of this track. It just kind of like builds and changes, but it comes back to that mm-hmm. riff at the end. Yeah, man, this yep. is this is legit. It's really good stuff. We got a new one from
0: Split System called End of the Night. It's thrashy alt rock done right. I'm a
1: fan. What about you? Uh, yeah, man, this is uh almost like familiar sounding rock to me dude but this is this is right right where i like it man okay
0: i'm uh i'm just gonna dish to you for this next one right away it's the new one from caligula's horse Gollum. talk to me
1: I am a huge fan of Caligula's Horse. Uh, I I discovered them late in 2021 uh, after they had released their album Rise Radiant. This has given me a lot of time to sit with their catalog, and I've liked the vast majority of what they've done. The main riff in this track is crunchy. The breakdown is tight. The vocals are Fantastic, and I love the addition of some harsher vocals peppered into this mm-hmm. one, which they typically do not do. Um, oh, interesting! I am it? very excited for this album. They released uh, the track list for it, and there are there's a four-song suite of the same song, just titled, you know, one through four, um, part, or four one, different two. tracks. Yep. Yeah, and uh, that should be very interesting. Knowing them, they're very good at bleeding tracks together, uh, like they do with uh, Marigold and Bloom on their album Bloom. Uh yeah, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty excited for this one, man. This one should be very good. Should I start making the Vince
0: McMahon meme of you already for part 1, part 2, part 3, part 4? <laughs> I feel like we're going to be heading that direction. Yeah, dude, the right. second I heard this, I was not too familiar with them, but I was like, "Oh, I can see why Brandon's so excited for this, dude. This one rocks. I'm
1: a big fan." Awesome. Did you say this was your song of the week? Uh, no, but it probably should be. I don't think I picked a song of the week. Actually. It's been a, it's been, it's been a busy busy week. You're telling me, brother.
0: (laughs) Um, all right. We got, yeah, this, this only adds to the fever dream this week was we got a new one from (laughs) Megan, the stallion and spirit box. It's the remix of Cobra. We did not cover the original version of Cobra. It sounds like this, but not metalcore. Uh, (laughs) I I think this is a mess, man. I I think this is a great spot for Spirit Box. I I think that people need to give Willow and Demi Lovato their influential credit immediately, but this is not for me. What about you?
1: (laughs) Okay, this is terrible, but it's kind of a banger. (laughs) <laughs> like that. that's kind of how no, i feel, I agree
0: 100 i agree 100
1: it's, it's it's honestly i'm pretty surprised that they let uh i forget her name from spirit box but the vocalists sing on this track i, I really thought it was going to be some like some instrumentals and then maybe her screaming into a chorus mm-hmm. when i saw this but i i they actually let they actually let spirit box fill out quite a bit of this track and that is surprising for for meg but you know I wonder if she had a say
0: in that, because I feel like Meg would probably be like, oh, if the girl can sing, let her fucking sing. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> Meg Meg seems like a very cool chick when it comes to shit like that. She does not care. She's always willing to try and help. Nice. I remember, like, during the pandemic, she was on a remix of, like, a BTS song that I don't think, like, their label wanted to release, and they did, and, like, she ends up working her way, and the song comes out, <laughs> like... I don't know. This is this is not for me, but I'm glad it exists. Right. <laughs> all right we got a new one from god awful called keep my name this one fucking rules man what are your thoughts on it
1: so my boy christian introduced me to this band shout out to christian of course. Shout out uh, Christian. the first time i heard her voice I, I didn't like it now i just can't get enough of it man the yellow oh, the, the the yelly screams are just perfect on this one man hardcore is such a goofy culture but man it, this one hits Man,
0: every time I see some videos online from hardcore shows, like, it's funny because I think it's vintage footage. It's not. Hardcore shows have just always looked <laughs> the exact same. Like, it's it's hilarious. Even the people in the crowd look the same now as they did 20 right. years ago. It's <laughs> hilarious. It's a genre that lovingly does not change and i think that's what everybody loves about it
1: oh yeah absolutely um i, I even sent you uh the static dress in a basement video. oh yeah
0: static dress you sent me the Koyo recently yep. playing yep. live too which they're all really this hardcore but kind of <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> it's ridiculous man but it's fucking beautiful
1: go to right. shows people have fun
0: exactly Got a new one from Extinction A D called Prodigal Scum. You you dig in this one? Now,
1: this one got me, dude. I almost skipped over it, it when I was previewing tracks to add, but uh I came back to it and it just fucking rips. This is some thrashy metallic hardcore and these kind of gritty vocals fit the band so well. I really like this one.
0: Same man. I could uh I could definitely mosh to this yeah, for sure. <laughs> absolutely. Throw some bows, crowd kill some people. God, I I haven't thrown a bow in so long, man. I need to (laughs) throw a bow. All right, we uh, we got a new one from Bipolar Architecture called Death of the Architect. This... This has some balls to it, you know. <laughs> like, oh, oh, it sure does. It, I, I think I got back hair while listening. To this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's fucking sick, dude. It's really heavy. I dug it
1: though. Really heavy. Um, I the you know I've been wary of the genty riffs uh, lately, but interesting way to structure their song. Um, they've uh they've just got this like weird instrumentation style that is that should be explored. Yeah, I. 100 percent agree please more people explore this style right
0: okay so we got two new tracks from see you next tuesday repeating patterns and the sweetest pop both of them have some features uh these were a little too grindy for me but you're you're a much bigger fan of like the extreme side of metal so did these do it for you
1: no idea they're only 30 seconds i couldn't yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I really like. I I I like the vocal features, man. It's they are just so fast. It is just in your in your face. Balls to every wall that you can find. Yeah. It is. It is. It's. See you next Tuesday. What do you expect?
0: Yeah, it's two songs. It's a minute and nine seconds. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. So. <laughs> capping off the singles this week. <laughs> I <knew you> were, <laughs> we're going gonna to gonna be see mad you next me. Tuesday. No, I had to put it here. I know. I put this Cascade song <laughs> here because it was the funniest fucking spot to put it. We got Cascades' new single off of his upcoming Christmas album. This is Carly uh I hate this so much but I, know you I think, do <laughs> I know you knew that but as a big cascade fan and more specifically a cascade Christmas
1: fan did you like it yeah man look the the cascade Christmas album is such a beloved album around my house i I it, it's because it's all of the Christmas songs that we're so sick of but they're reimagined and he does it in such in like in, in his own style um I'm excited for this one but I promise I won't add any more Christmas music to our playlist. <laughs>
0: Oh, we're going to do the album. The okay, album. you
1: want to? I, I really thought that you'd be opposed.
0: Uh, I feel like once we get closer to Christmas, we might need some albums to cover. We'll hold it for that. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> All right, moving on to the EPs this week. We got a new one from Kiss of Life called Born to Be XX. So this is a per- like brand, brand new K-pop group. They have one release that predates this. It's an EP with like... I think one or two group songs. What's a little different about them and what I kind of like what they're doing. They didn't do it on this release. But on that last one, it's like, let me look at it here. Two songs with the full group of girls, which there's four of them. And then the other four songs is a solo song for each of them. So they're essentially starting their solo career at the same time. They're starting a group career, kind of a weird concept. This album is a lot more of the group thing, but I feel like if you listen to the first EP, you can kind of pick out, much like Sync or Backstreet Boys, like, oh, this is a, a Justin song. This is a, a JC song. Like, it's very much right. like that. Um, I I thought this EP was solid, but the track, Nobody Knows, is like, that's my favorite on here. It's got this kind of, like, Mariah Carey, Ariana Grande vibe to it. I fucking dug it. What about you, though?
1: Did you enjoy any of these? Yeah, actually. uh, Looking into this group, just very briefly, I found that they debuted in July, so like a a few months ago, and they're dominating charts. That's insane. Um, It's fun. It's confident. It's energetic. It's it's obviously full of passion. There is just so much K-pop out there right now, it's kind of staggering tons and we will be covering a lot of it (laughs) i follow a lot of these
0: artists now so uh get ready buddy Um, i think
1: i love that dichotomy of our playlist though i do i do i do deep, i do deep brutal death metal dives you do deep k-pop vibes it just kind of you know
0: i mean as evidenced by see you next tuesday and to cascade christmas (laughs) into kiss of life uh nobody knows is my song of the week
1: hey there you go
0: All right, got a new EP from Drama called Till We Die. This is just nothing but bops and bangers. I fucking loved it, dude. What about you?
1: You know, John, there is a reason that house music will never die, and that reason is because of the groove. Drama Mm -hmm. gets that, and all of these tracks have fantastic groove to them. It reminds me a bunch of, like if like Lee Foss worked with more vocalists, uh, but like added funk and soul into it. It's a high compliment coming from me. Uh, I'm a big fan of this EP, especially the strings on feel the same. I think they've incorporated a lot of cool elements to, to their music. And this was a lot of fun to listen to.
0: It was. And what's interesting is like, they feel like you said, kind of like a straight up house outfit or like group, but really this is, this is, synth pop like they're yeah. they're set up like marion hill or magdalena bay like they're just making music that sounds so much more dancey and obviously like with basslines from flight facilities helping on dollar short it right. really ties that whole vibe together ties the um, room together th- they are a a fucking great group um i believe one of them if not both of them are from palestine though and have been posting about a lot of the stuff that they are not they're having to promote an album while horrible, horrible uh, shit is happening back home right now. Yeah, and it's terrible. I I hope for the best for them, man. This is a, a beautiful work of art, and hopefully their people can enjoy it amid a very hard time. Beautiful message. All right, we got one more EP this week. It's a, another one from Santichi, man. This is Esplora 3. We've covered the first two, right?
1: Yes, at yes, least I one of them. So.
0: Yeah, man, he's uh he's three for three with these these fucking four song slow burn
1: EPs. He's he's killing it. What are yeah, your thoughts on it? Absolutely, man. This is the third and final installment of the Explorer the- uh, series. Uh, all three of these EPs have just been in my rotation since they dropped. I even uh, have the first two installments on on vinyl, and they 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 just invoke a very specific mood for me. They it killed it. Just absolutely killed it. Yeah. it's it's beautifully done really good shit yeah i didn't
0: know it was going to only be a trilogy yeah it's cool it's complete are you gonna get the last one on vinyl uh maybe not gotcha yeah fuck completionist man if you don't have ocd <laughs> don't let it control your life exactly <laughs> all right are you ready to move on to the albums let's do it let's do it starting with the new one from pink panther s called heaven knows I think on its surface, it's a perfectly fine hyper pop album that should appeal to the semi-niche subgenre and break through to some more mainstream audiences in one way or another. But there's not enough on here to sink my teeth into. It leaves me thinking about it, or it never leaves me thinking about it or even wanting to come back to it, you know? Like yeah. I think the best song in the album by far is Boys a Liar Part Two. It's not even close, man. Other than that, I feel like nice to meet you. Probably going to be a semi-hit. I think Central C has had a huge year, and this is a very big feature for him to get. But he fucking ruins it, dude. Her parts (laughs) of that song are great he comes in talking about cheating and rhymes risk it with biscuit <laughs> therefore rendering the song completely fucking dead to me other than that oh. i thought the the opening track was really well produced and you know i love the Kalela feature on bury me but of course i really i really didn't love much else about this i'm gonna give it a five i think it's objectively well made the boys a liar part two
1: is my standout shout out ice spice <laughs> how are you feeling about this one <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is actually my very first introduction to Pink Panther S. Have we covered any of her singles? No, I, you know, Maybe I kind one. of
0: got into her because Givian covered one of her songs on like a live thing. And that's kind of the, the weird thing gateway I've had to her music. I don't think we've covered much.
1: Got it. Alright, well, this isn't what I expected. I actually thought Pink Panther was like a rap artist. Um, but to me, this is, it's pop music done in a very distinct way, man. Um, the album starts with Another Life that kind of has this, like, breakbeat to it, you know that yep. you know that the production on this record is right up my alley. The vocal filters on this track are actually like refreshing. Also, it's not like typical auto tune. It's like something different. Um, mm-hmm. This kind of set up the entire album for me. It actually surprised me. Mosquito is like this chill vibe, absolute earworm with those acoustic guitar work riffs happening in the back. The bass line on the aisle is just infectious to me. Um, I'm like you said, I'm glad to see Central C uh doing doing a big feature on a big album, but he does ruin the song. Um yep. the song's <laughs> not even about cheating. Like, what is he talking about? Oh man. To me, though, the standout on this one is production. Uh these beats are just all immaculately produced Fair. on every single track. Uh yep. Feelings has this like tribal percussion, the breaks and the borderline D and B on some of these tracks are mm-hmm. uh, work very well for her voice, I think. I actually I actually enjoyed my time with this one. i'm 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 gonna give this one. It's somewhere between a six and a seven for me. Like you said, I didn't ever feel the need to go back to it. I think I listened to it twice, but then like i yeah, that was it, you know um so that that's where I'm at my the standout for me though is actually the aisle. uh the close runner up is is obviously uh boys the liar part two. but um I, the the aisle just it grabbed me, bro.
0: I think that's fair. I love that you are picking an album cut. I mean, I I was hoping this one would appeal to you. I I don't know. I went in knowing how big of a name she is and have heard her previous music that's kind of blown up at this point. So I, I guess I had expectations. And I don't think sense. it falls short of the expectations. It's just like one of those. I watched Mission Impossible 4 the other day or 3. I watched <laughs> Mission Impossible 3 the other day. Really good movie. Second it was over, didn't remember a fucking thing about it, dude. Couldn't tell you like Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. That's all I fucking remember. Really good, though. Like, really good. Like This is kind of the same thing. That's, that's that's modern pop.
1: I love that analogy, John.
0: <laughs> I'm glad it worked. It's the only way I can think of it. All right. Are you ready to move on to the Rick Ross and Meek Mill collab album, Too Good to Be True?
1: You know I had to throw it on here, right?
0: I do, and I'm very curious to know your thoughts, so please give me
1: them. <laughs> I threw this on here, man. It's just been an arid desert this year for rap, comparing to other years, of course. So bad, yeah. You, know, so you also know that I, I've always got a soft spot for Meek Mills projects, uh, and since Rick seems to always do better on a feature, an entire album where Rick is half instead of the whole thing, seems like it would be a good setup for him. Uh, look, man, this album is good, but it's been done over and over and over over again for years maybe it's just rap fatigue for me but it just feels like everything blurs together on this one even though there's like distinct production and a couple of interesting samples and a couple of bars that are that that, that are great but i i don't dislike it but man it didn't do anything to make me like it more than anything else either of them have ever done um, my standout is gold medals it's a five yeah
0: man i think you really said it dude like much like the pink panther s album i think on the surface it's it's fine i just don't really care for it i guess it's like i like ross his beats are good his rhymes are memorable usually but like none of that really translates here i've never really cared for Meek's music and this project just didn't change that for me it sounds exactly how you would expect for a rick ross and meek mill project to sound and i think that's disappointing i wanted it both of these guys have the money to make something much better than that. <laughs> I'll say this. If DJ Khaled can buy better music than this, then so can they. <laughs> but like, man, my my prayers of some of the features breathing life into this album even went unanswered. I feel like everyone fell flat, dude. Just chalk this one up as a swing and a miss for me. I'm gonna give it a four. I guess I guess Shaq and Kobe is my standout. And also. I guess bonus points to them for getting Shaquille O'Neal to do a remix of Shaq
1: and Kobe. That's why they couldn't afford better beats, bro. Sha- Shaq broke their bank. Um, God, there was there was one. There's really only one line. There's like really only one bar that like. Stood out to me. And at this point, I can't even remember it. I didn't write it down, but I remember it being, I remember thinking to myself, Oh, okay. That was clever. But like, that's the one time it happened on this album. So I love how you couldn't even remember it. Can't even remember (laughs) it, man. And you know what, man, Meek Mill has always got something to, to kind of yell about, but, uh, I've always just kind of liked it. So, uh, man, what's, what what was, yeah, I'm, i have
0: not even been a big fan of his like very well received music so i didn't know if it was just me on this but man wow. i'm not seeing anybody talking about this one online good or bad which is a bad
1: thing honestly i had the choice between this and the larry june album to throw on here this week and i should have thrown the larry june album on probably should it's always larry june season. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's move on to this new one from The Beaches, semi new one. This one is called Blame My Ex. This has been in my rotation for a while now. It's on my short list for alternative indie rock albums of the year, so I was like, he's got to hear it before we get right. to the end of the year. <laughs> the list of things that I would like about this band and this album go on forever, so I'm just going to leave it at I love this fucking album. The opening track, Perfect Thesis for what they're doing. What doesn't kill you makes you paranoid is Almost too relatable. And I think my body featuring your lips might have just market corrected cigarettes after sex in real time <laughs> kind of remains to be seen. But man, I'm a huge fan of this. I, I have it at like a nine My standouts are the tracks I just mentioned, but I I really just
1: want your thoughts on this one. Hey, look, man, this album's a lot of fun. Uh, It's danceable pop rock with relatable lyrics. That's something that you know that I like a lot. Uh, This Mm -hmm. obviously is not very complex, but... Uh, that was actually extremely welcome this week, due to how much heavy and how much complexity we had with some of the other. Yeah, releases it really we're worked getting. out. <laughs> uh, it's easy listening, and while rough around certain edges, the entire experience is just soft and welcoming. Blame Brett starts the album off by naming and blaming someone for every toxic trait that she may have. Uh, Me and Me has this sort of apathetic empowerment to it. Kismet is such an energetic track, man. I honestly felt like I was watching a movie. Uh, yeah. I was watching like a rom-com uh- Matthew McConaughey is somewhere in the room. Uh, shower beer is fantastic. I love the line. Can you wash my hair? I've got my hands full. Presumably because of beer, <laughs> it's just a funny image, man. Uh, something I think a lot of simple music like this misses is just that—it's imagery, man. Something. Yes. It, the Beaches kill it in that in in regarding imagery on this album, man. They've got a way with words that tells a story without any needing for it to be like thematic to the album, even though it is like it's tied in, but it's not, it doesn't follow a theme, you know? Yep. I liked this. And while it's not my favorite album, the album of the year, I think we're all better, better off for having heard it. It's somewhere between a seven and an eight for me, for sure.
0: Fuck. Yeah, dude. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, I sure did. It's super breezy. And I did not even think I threw this on, I think before we even threw any other albums on, but yeah, it really worked as like, kind of a palate cleanser between some more complex and weirder shit yep and they are actually doing very well for themselves this is their second album my wife showed me them big surprise and they had like announced a tour that was coming through here right it sold out on the pre-sale oh and then my gosh. Like, she was super bummed because she had like just discovered them was very Aww. excited that they were going to be playing here and then it was like sold out And so then they post, like, oh, general sale hasn't even gone on sale yet. And, like, we're pretty sure it never did here. Like, it just sold out entirely through pre-sale. So, like, man, a lot of people are, are very much into them right now, which I think is very good for them. They are coming back, and they're playing, like, a Christmas festival here, but we might just wait it out till their next tour that's awesome they man. they're good really good
1: them. though man i'm glad you enjoyed the album too yeah your wife has always had great music taste, so i'm not surprised she showed you them everybody knows that everybody um. knows that
0: <laughs> all right let's talk about this johnny booth album moments elsewhere good fucking god man i uh <laughs> i really liked this one i i feel like you knew i would yep they they have just this like really unique blend of like I don't know help help me if i'm wrong but like mathy metalcore and anthemic alt rock it yep it helps separate them from other similar bands in those genres that combination like it can result in some fucking awesome moments and it often does on this album but it can also leave like a slight feeling of inconsistency i guess as the album goes on that didn't really bug me though i i enjoyed this one every time it came on this week and I look forward to listening to it some more, man. I hit the follow button. I'm going to give it a seven. My standout is obviously collapsing the key of fireworks, but there's a lot of winners on here, man. Thank you for showing me this one. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> you and everyone listening to this podcast regularly are well aware that I like unrelenting music a lot um that's typically in the form of the heavier like metal subgenres but this specific release flew under my radar when it dropped in july and i'm gonna be real man i'm pretty sad that it flew under me that it flew under my radar man a couple of weeks ago i checked it out for the first time and uh, it hit a spot bro like it, it hit a spot that i didn't know needed to be hit here um this is just it's metallic hardcore it's like historic it's thrashy it's melodic at times it's got breakdowns it's got the one track that slows it all down when you know that uh why be- when why becomes how um yep. and it absolutely fucking shreds the entire way Through Uh, this album, this album "Moments Elsewhere" is Johnny Booth's third studio album and their second self-released album, which I think is fucking cool. Um, I had never heard of them before listening to this album, but this one has made me a a fucking certified fan. "Collapse in the Key of Fireworks" is just a banger, man. The way that the way that breakdown comes in is something neat. Full tilt has this like raw energy that speaks to me. You know what this album reminded me of? This album reminds me of the first time I heard Beartooth uh, during their disgusting album cycle. Yes,
0: it's dude.
1: nostalgic, yet brand new. It's raw, yet well mixed. And it is just all bangers. Every musician in this band has a moment to shine. The guitarist on the ladder with that that like that frenetic riff, the drummer on Only By Name, the bassist on Ring Light Altar, and the vocalist on Why Becomes How. They obviously shine together on every track, but I really like it when bands give members a way to stand out, if only for like a moment on a track or like a, a song on an album. We get the classic hardcore track with the aptly named Gatekeeper, where the vocalist (laughs) proudly proclaims his ownership of the scene. I know this is tongue-in-cheek, but I just fucking love it, man. This is my town, end up face down, motherfucker uh two breakdowns in that track also it's just uh, it, it, it's amazing man suffice it to say i love this album i'm so glad we got to review it good job johnny booth you guys knocked it out of the park uh, i'm gonna give it it's somewhere between an eight and a nine for me my standouts yeah. are uh collapse in the key of fireworks or full tilt either one of those songs are just insane it'll
0: take time to see if it's Higher than any of them, but yeah, it's definitely in the same conversation as like Dreamwell and Koyo. Yep. It just kinda came out of nowhere and blew me the fuck away. I loved yep. it.
1: Good, man. I'm glad.
0: Yes. Um all right. Uh moving on, we got a new one from a band I'm gonna assume is pronounced Sanguisa Sugabog? Nope. Sure. <laughs> Hit me. It's Sanguisugabog. Close. That makes too much sense. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the album's called Homicidal Ecstasy. Hit me with your thoughts on it, man.
1: Oh man, it actually means something. It's like a combination of words and some weird language. Uh this album came out earlier this year. I've been listening to it ever since it dropped. Um we've had so many busy weeks though and I just never had the opportunity to add it to the playlist. Well, the time is now and I'm excited to hear your thoughts, but here are mine. This album fucks. It's got that same energy that Creeping Death had with their release. Uh, It's got skull crushing death metal with the ever so obvious hardcore influence that still doesn't push it into the deathcore category of things due to like the song structures. These dudes blew up in the scene. Uh, I was watching death metal documentaries, as one does, and this band was popping up all over the world at heavy festivals, small shows, and, and, and this album release being on Century Media, I think really helped them market it appropriately. It's heavy, it's catchy, it's got trash can snare sounds, it's caveman metal, man. Everything you want in an underground death metal record. But what I love is the structure of the songs. Black Market Vasectomy really sets the stage for the album. About halfway through, there's like a, would you call that a beat switch? The grooves change with the drums leading the way, and they kind of just bring it all back together, man. This is a formula that they have down pat, and they utilize it throughout the entire record. But they find a way to keep it fresh the entire time, I feel. I love it when death metal can be catchy, man. I think a lot of death metal is too death metal and not enough catchy. I agree. Um, uh, I think they found a way to do that really well without sounding derivative of any other death metal bands. That's a win in and of itself, man. I'm a fan of this one. I'd be surprised if you weren't a fan of it. Uh, this is an eight for me. Fiending for bloodshed is just my is 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 my favorite song on the album.
0: I I am a fan of it. I don't know about quite as much as you, but I definitely enjoyed it, dude. It's a really fun album. Like, that relentless chugging over just masterful drumming is a formula that's going to work every single time. I was... I think I was hoping for a little more of a dynamic range when it came to the vocals, but this doesn't seem like an album that really cares what I want, and I can respect <laughs> that, dude. It doesn't mean I have to love it, but I do really enjoy it. I love that you've had songs like Testicular Rot and Necrosexual Deviant just in your playlist all year yep. <laughs> and haven't let me know. I'm glad you shared them with me now, man. <laughs> Uh yeah, dude, it's it's really good. I'm gonna give it like a six point five. My standout is black market vasectomy. That one just
1: rips. Fantastic no pun intended, actually. <laughs> That's funny. Uh yeah, man. Great, great record, dude. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you, man. Uh all
0: right, man. We got another one from The Anchorette called It All Begins With Loneliness. So Or, correction, it all began with loneliness. I rarely describe prog metal albums as sexy, but I really don't know (laughs) how else to describe this, man. His guitar playing is fucking sexy. It's just, like, soaring above everything. I don't think the vocals did quite as much for me as the music did, but that's not to say his vocals are not impressive. Some of the notes he hits on here are fucking insane, dude. I I don't know if this is something I'll return to. I, I have no idea. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But I really liked it for what it was this week. I'm going to give it a seven. My standout is a dead man. I think that's just a killer song. What about you?
1: Hey, I'm glad you liked it, man. Uh, look, man, I'm, I'm I forgive me. I know that this is a pretty dense album instrumentally and it's a busy week. But I have just been sitting on it for a few weeks and I just needed to talk to somebody about it. <laughs> and the void that is our podcast is the way to go for me. Uh, released on Willowtip, which uh, normally releases just disgustingly heavy death metal. This one is not that. Uh, it's yeah. heavy. It's heavy in its own way, though. Um, I love a lot about this album. People who do not like prog metal probably won't like anything about this album Um, they wrote you you in with the flute right up front man really interesting to hear jazz flute in a metal album but here we are 2023 they're not even the first to do it this year Uh, the the double bass drum grooves are great Uh, that sparse yet timely blast beats are done well the synth solos like at the end of a dead man are done very well the saxophone is smooth as hell and it comes out of like seemingly nowhere yet works so well like in the track uh, Someone Listening. Uh, the tremolo picking on Buried, the fantastic riffs on All Turns to Clay, the passages where the drums are just fucking going with the vocals over it, like on Unafraid, That Mm -hmm. bass solo, also on Unafraid. Uh, Look, man, the way the instruments just kind of fall off and another one takes its place as if a seamless transition all on the same track uh, are just... uh, That's one of my favorite things in in prog music. The piano intro on Stay, all of this comes together in like a metal jazz fusion. Not quite like other bands we've heard do this. Um, No, the Anchorette makes it accessible for basically anyone as, as... as none of this is very heavy right as opposed to like white ward or rivers or rivers of nile who incorporate saxophone into their music but they are far too heavy for most casual rock yeah. listeners <laughs> to different. enjoy um and you know as many other progressive metal or rock bands do there's plenty of noodling instruments throughout this album and edward levitsky who is the guy who produced and arranged all the instruments really knows a way around his uh, knows his way around some sheet music clearly um I've been listening to this album for about three or four weeks, so I've had a lot more time to sit with it than you have. And while reading the lyrics like this, uh, seems like this is a record about falling away from religious faith and the emotional yo-yo that comes with something so profound. The instrumental passages are conveying emotion just as much as the lyrical content and vocals are, man. I love this album, John. And I, I didn't want the new music uh year to end without covering it. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm sure as most prog albums are, I enjoyed it more than you did. Uh, it's somewhere between an eight <laughs> and a nine for me. Standout is forsaken, man. That 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 song is just it's seven and a half minutes of yep. of prog prowess, man. Like
0: Well. Definitely should have let you go first. That was beautiful, man. I'm hey, go- thanks. <laughs> you had a much more well written review for that one than me yeah dude that it's a great album i can see why you wanted to get it on there so bad i'm sure it's gonna be if not like on your overall list at least a genre specific list for you internally for the end of year stuff it's it's very well made
1: i think so too i think so too i'm glad you enjoyed it bro
0: yes for sure man all right let's wrap this week up with a new album from the psychedelic porn crumpets called franzoli Holy shit man. Uh it's it's another Pork Crumpets album. <laughs> yep. <laughs> where where do we even start? How, what are your thoughts on this one, please? So
1: so my thoughts on this one are yes, thank you please again. Um this, this entire yep. album is just man, they do fuzz so well and it's not like that shoegaze kind of like feedback fuzz no no it's like we bought this guitar pedal from a thrift store 40 years ago and we're using it still today kind of fuzz um they've got they've got some of the best song names in the business um they've got they've got they've got a couple of tracks on this album that kind of like slow it down a little bit uh which is not in character for them as as much as as much as some of their other records are but man it really doesn't slow it down that much bro there's songs like uh what what is it all all aboard the ss uh i forget i forget the name of the song hold on uh all aboard the (laughs) ss sinker Sinker. yes yep uh and then he got you get songs like illusions of grandeur uh I mean dude they just, they they come right out the gate with with this with this nightmare song <laughs> and just everything everything about this album is fucking great dude they've got the 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 music or the the tv and the movie samples up front i couldn't tell you where where the, where these uh samples are from but they've got they've got everything i like in a psychedelic rock album and they're just going to continue to keep fucking handling why is it that the australian boys always know how to do psychedelic music better than any other country in the fucking world you know i have that in my notes too like i i think
0: that between them and king gizzard it's really hard to argue that australia is not the mecca <laughs> of psychedelic rock music right, right now if not all rock music like song for song Riff for riff, there's just not a lot that measures up to what they can do right now.
1: Right, and uh, would it surprise you if I told you Caligula's Horses from Australia? No, no, not one bit. No. <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, I'm I'm gonna give this one an eight, man. It's uh, it's it's a fantastic album. Uh, I like Dilemma Us from Evil. That's my standout.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, you really said most of it. Like, it's it's fucking porn crumpets. It's ridiculous. It's creative. It's fun. It's energetic. It's very unconcerned with the world outside of its own i feel like i'm still processing my feelings on it but i know that i like it like i don't know where i'd rank it against their other albums quite yet but man we had a lot of albums on the playlist this week so i haven't listened to this one quite as much as i'd be able to but it didn't take long to realize that they're still just making the same great loud ass music that they were making a fucking year ago right i'm gonna give this like a 7.5 maybe an 8 for now standouts tough man i think newt gets better the more i listen to it (laughs) sierra nevada takes me back to my norcal days there's i don't know there's there's a lot of winners on here i'm going to say newt for now though nice all right that does it for us this week be sure to join us next week when we will be talking about even more releases we haven't talked about yet plus new ones from galant and terrace martin Andre 3000, 2 Chains and Lil Wayne, Earthgang, Danny Brown, and much, much more. You can find us on Instagram and Reddit. Just search Brandon's Face Pod. And don't forget to follow the playlist that the podcast is based on if you have not already. You can find the link to that in the show notes. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Peace.